you just think we just, you know, whatever happens, we just shit another player. I, and everything's going to be perfect. All of our fans think that. You all think that. That's what you write about. You don't want to be here. There's a specific reason. Not really, you know, I think we did a poor job recruiting. If guys are coming in and immediately walking out the door because it was something different than what they thought it would be. And we lied to them during recruiting or we, we sold them on a dream that wasn't true. Yeah, you know, right now uh, we have the atmosphere of a, of a JC softball game. You know, I mean, that's what we are, JC softball team. As long as, you know... Uh, it's 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 not whether you win or lose. It's like who, the, the the team that wins is the one that has the most fun. You know that crap like that. You know all this stuff that's contaminated America, where they give every kid a trophy and they don't keep scoring little league anymore. As we want to be a big, fast, dominating, aggressive, relentless football team that nobody in the SEC wants to play. Now that's also a second in the West, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> excited about second. From now on, it's first, okay? All I want to do is fucking eat! I want you to eat! I want you to eat! I want you to want this shit! Do you want it? Do you want it? Show me! Welcome into the latest episode of That SEC Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? Hey, buddy, what's going on? Hey, Shane, glad to see you're still kicking in back the cold ones, uh, even though you're fighting a bug. And yeah. Tell us <laughs> about that. It ain't the corona. <laughs> it, it ain't the corona, man, I swear. Oh, man, I woke up the other day, nose was running and stuff. And, of course, I don't know if you've ever watched Madagascar, but there's a giraffe on there. His name's Mailman, and he thinks everything's wrong with him. You know, so naturally I thought I had it. <laughs> just like I thought I had the swine flu a while back, you know? It's just, so I'm, I'm Googling my symptoms, and, uh, I, I, you know, I you can't do that because you're going to figure yourself dying something, you know, if you stay on there too long. So I jumped off, and I said, you know what, Shane, it's just a – it's just a little sinus drainage. We're going to knock it out. But it's kind of weird, man, you know, because I'm out and about and, and I've got the sniff, you know, and I got an occasional cough. And if you if you do one or the other in a public area, man, they look at you like you got leprosy or something, you know, and you're like, I'm trying to explain I'm not contagious. And they're like, stand back six feet. You know? <laughs> Well, there you go, listeners. If uh, maybe you need some personal space, you don't want anyone to bug you the next couple of days, just just fake you a cough or two, and th- they'll oh, go yeah. running for the damn hills. They'll get out of that bubbled in, man. <laughs> Happy to see you still got your sense of humor, Shane, and I'll tell you who else still got a sense of humor. Only clip of the show here, Cocho talking about losing to Texas A&M two years ago. He, if, if for anyone missed it, Texas A&M, they made these damn cups, Shane, and they got 74-72, scored the seven-overtime game. Uh, here's what uh, Coach O thinks of that. Texas A&M made cups with the score of the LSU game on them and were selling yeah. concessions. Yeah, I'm sure they did all that they could. I hope they enjoyed it because they didn't. I hope they put the score last last year's game. They I didn't sell many cups on that one. <laughs> Fifty to seven may not sell. Well. Yeah, I don't think so. No. I bet they don't got this year to score all their fifty to seven. In case you forgot, their Aggies LSU. They got the last laugh, but I just thought that was great. 
Absolutely, man. LSU was on a mission last year, and and they marked Texas A&M off that list a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shane. So as you know, most of the listeners could probably guess, not a ton going on in the SEC world. We're trying to make this as much SEC football focused as we can. So uh, I think what the our game plan is going to be, as long as uh, Shane doesn't keel over there, is just mm-hmm. just to give you guys short episodes. You know, try to get you as many as uh-huh. we can. And on this one, we've only really got one topic here, Shane. Wait, wait. Before you go there, Mike. Yes, sir. Did you, did you see the Georgia hot video for washing your hands? Oh, my God. Yeah, I forgot. Thank you for I, reminding me on that one. <laughs> I'm telling you, you sent that thing out, and you were talking about some of the comments on there. <laughs> I'm washing my heart, my hands so freaking bad right now, you know. I just loved it. Uh, Georgia's hot team. Uh, man, they, they really brought it this time. Yeah, I'm not sure how you take a PSA telling people we're off for the spring, stay safe, stay healthy, and then they say, but well, we're coming back, baby, it's SEC football. <laughs> <laughs> they turned it into a damn hype reel, so credit to Georgia That's for right. doing that one. Uh, we would share it, but, I mean, there's not even any damn dialogue, so it would just be no. three minutes of s- nothing but silence. So <laughs> not going to share that one, but uh, kudos to Georgia. And we sh- I've seen a lot of those. Auburn's done them. LSU obviously done mm-hmm. it. We shared that last one. But, I mean, it's a serious yeah, thing, and they're taking it serious, but uh, at least uh, some of these teams are getting creative with it. Yeah, uh, Tennessee didn't. They just got heavy up there to talk about it, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, I- I love hearing I love hearing Philip Former talk, you know, and and so yes, I'm ready, I'm ready to do what it, what needs to be done, Mike. So uh, again, you know, we're not making light of this of the subject. Obviously, it's a serious situation, but uh, you know, we're stuck in a stuck in a house. Some of us are stuck in a house for two weeks. I'm not there yet, but <laughs> I, I feel it coming, Mike. <laughs> well, how about this, Shane? I got us some SEC gambling lines. You want to you want to talk some gambling? Gambling? Gambling. Who's anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Not only am I picking Toledo to cover, I'm picking Toledo to win outright. I can't kick your ass, me. I heard you say that. <laughs> that, that well, he kicked my ass regardless. <laughs> exactly. They're going to beat the brakes off Miami. You watch it. Mike, if Florida wins this damn game, I will sing the fight song Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happening, brother. Yeah, orange and blue. Waving forever, forever pride, old Florida. May she droop. Joking here. I, I forgot to hit record, so you got to do that again. Are you shitting me? No, I'm recording it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shed. So these lines come courtesy of Fox Bet, which I honestly did not even know this was, you know, an online book here. I think, I honestly think they put these out just to get some attention, but. Hey, I don't blame them because, hey, we're talking about it, so it worked. But this is the first SEC lines I've seen all year, and it's the highlights, mm-hmm. games of the year. And I thought the best way to do this, I don't really want to do it team by team because that, that could get kind of confusing. We're going to do it week by week, and it's not every week, but we got a couple of highlights here, and I'll give kind of the folks an indication of some of the, the fun weekends ahead of SEC football we got. So, of course, let's start with the opening weekend, Shane. We got two games listed here. So keep in mind, these are just the highlight games. There's there's not going to be any FCS games on this list or anything. But Ole Miss versus Baylor in the season opener 
in Houston. So this is a neutral site game. Baylor, both programs, new first-year coach, obviously Dave Aranda at Baylor, Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. The Baylor Bears favored by just one point over Ole Miss. Mm. Thoughts on that one, Shane? Mm, I love it, man. I love it. When it's that close, you know, because that's what you want when you kick off this Because it's going to be a long time before we have football, Mike. And we're going to start off the season with this game. And I, I just think that the fact that they think that it's going to be a ball game excites me. Absolutely. And, I mean, it's the same thing we were talking about on the last show. If you missed that, go back and listen to it. We kind of broke down what losing spring football will mean for the SEC teams. But, I mean, it's going to mean the same thing for Baylor. They just lost their coach yeah. to the NFL. You got a new coach. You're telling me first-time head coach versus Lane Kiffin and SEC talent. I know Baylor just went to the Sugar Bowl. They looked really good against Georgia, but this is going to be a new team. I'm like an old Miss. I mean, you talk about winning early in the Lane Kiffin era. Their schedule is incredibly difficult. If they can get this one, uh, they may get a little bit of momentum going here, Shane. <laughs> hey, and I'm telling you, there was a little heat coming down there from LSU when uh, old John Rice Plumtree ran for 5,000 yards, you know. So oh, yeah. uh, I'm not I'm not saying that Baylor's going to have an answer for Ole Miss's offense either. Yeah, that's a really good point too. All right, so the only other week one game, kind of a week slate in the SEC for week one in the upcoming season, but Alabama versus Southern Cal, and this is a, another neutral site. It's going to be the last year, I think, of these damn neutral site games in Arlington, Texas. Alabama Crimson Tide favored by 13.5 points, so just under two touchdowns. Last time these two got together, I think it was something like 60-7 to seven or something. So I, I don't know where they're getting 14. I think Alabama is probably going to crush this team. Yeah, they'll be at 13 by – three minutes in you know i think that this is going to be a I, I think this is a statement game for alabama and uh man i, I like the over on that one i know i'm not going to lock anything down right now but i do like the over all right shane jumping to week two here's three potentially really good games we'll start with perhaps the best one texas at lsu the tigers shane favored by six and a half just under a touchdown Man, I'm just getting fired up th talking about this one, but uh, thoughts on that. The defending national champions at home, six-and-a-half-point favorite. Hmm. I, I think that's I, – I just – I think that's highway robbery, Mike. I mean, this, this should be six <laughs> touchdowns, you know, because, you know, I don't care how many times this quarterback comes back, they're still going to get their ass beat. I like LSU <laughs> way over on this one. <laughs> and here's the thing with this one. I mean, you might be onto something here, Shane, because – Believe it or not, I mean, it's the same damn story every year. Texas and the hype train, they're going to be a top 10 team just mm -hmm. like they were last year when LSU went down there, didn't have no damn air conditionings in the in the locker room. That still didn't <laughs> deter them, and they took care of business. So I think Texas is going to be a little bit too hyped for this one. You may you may be able to grab you some points there before you know the lines are you know live or what have you. Yeah, I see this spread. I, I see it getting bigger as the as we get closer to kickoff, you know? Now, how about the – here's the big one for you, Shane. Tennessee at Oklahoma. Mm. The Sooners favored at home as expected, but only by seven. Mm. So it's almost the same there as Texas and LSU. But thoughts on your vol, Shane? Going on the road against Oklahoma. The team just went to the playoff. I believe they won the Big 12 three, maybe four years in a row. 
but the Tennessee Vols only a touchdown underdog on the road week two. Mm-hmm. Got them right where we want them, Mike, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and breaking in a new quarterback, too, you know what? That's right, man. I mean, think about it. Oklahoma's got so much. You talk about something we, we did on the last episode was who's who's this going to hurt missing spring practice? I think it hurts Oklahoma more than it hurts Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So I like this. I think it puts them behind the, behind the eight ball. And to be honest, I don't think Pruitt Cheney and them boys want to show what they got, you know. So uh, I, I like this. I, like I said, I think we got them right where we want them. Now, you know me, uh, the big orange hop is going to get going, you know, the closer we get to this kickoff. So I may be totally wrong, but uh, I, I think Tennessee should be favored in this matchup. And look at it this way too, Shane. You know, we've talked about the momentum of Jeremy Pruitt's program. He obviously comes from the Nick Saban tree We've seen it also with Kirby Smart at Georgia, but it seems like those programs, whether it's the second year, I believe it was, of Kirby Smart era at Georgia, went on the road, beat Notre Dame, and when Alabama really started to get going, if my memory hasn't failed me, I believe it was a season opener against Clemson that they just beat the hell out of them, and I think Clemson was favored in that game. That was the first year Alabama went undefeated under Nick Saban. Georgia nearly won the national championship under Kirby Smart that second year. So not necessarily saying, you know, every team can follow that path. But if you're talking a Jeremy Pruitt guy or program, excuse me, that is being made in his image. I mean, these are the type of games where you win. No one's no one's going to pick you a lot. You know, it's away from home. You're you're the underdog. And this may be the damn game that uh, you, you talk about winning you know, the final six games of the season giving you momentum. What's this one going to do for you if, you if you're able to get it, you know? Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. I don't know if you could tell, Shane. I'm just fucking fired up. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just thinking, I'm like, what game's next? Are you talking Georgia-Alabama? Is that next? Not yet. One other game. Arkansas at Notre Dame. Big spread oh, here. Yeah. The Fighting Irish, Shane, 16 and a half point favorite Holy. over the Razorbacks. It almost seems like uh, they're just kind of – begging you to take the Razorbacks here, aren't they? Man, I hope they're hanging that up in the locker room. Because <laughs> Sam Pittman ain't having it. Yes, sir. <laughs> Dude, I, I just, I don't know. I think Arkansas is going to come out. They're going to be physical. You know, I, I know you. we were a little down because they're missing the spring. But, I mean, I wasn't impressed with Notre Dame last year. You know, their, their, their most impressive game was a loss to Georgia, in my opinion, you know, and and that was I don't think Georgia was kicking on all cylinders at that time. So I don't know. I, I think that I think this is a kind of the same thing that Notre Dame hop is going to be picking up. So you got to be careful with a team like Arkansas. And where's this? Is it going to be? Where's this going to be? Is it a neutral at side? Notre Dame? No. Oh uh, well, I mean, that, I like that. I like that they're going there, but this they would have really benefited off a neutral side or a home game here. Right, are, they, right. are they doing a home and home? Is that what they're doing? They are do, but I don't. I could be mistaken, but I don't think Notre Dame returns it. Not twenty twenty one, but twenty twenty two. If I'm, I oh. I think so. I think that's how it goes. So okay. I mean, by the time Sam yes. Pittman's got it rolling, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Get Sam. Yeah, I, I like that. Okay, I'm I'm good with this. I I don't like the points, Brad. I think it's a little too. I think it's a little too wide, but. Uh, I mean, because Arkansas still has talent coming back. You know, they're not, you know, they got one of the best running backs in the SEC. And mm-hmm. I think Sam's going to play toward that. So, you know, when you talk 
three scores, you know, I'm, I'm not willing to do that at the first season. So I kind of like Arkansas here. Yeah, and a lot, like you said, you're talking about Jim Chaney holding stuff back. You better believe Barry Odom and uh, Kendall Bryles, yeah. they're going to be holding stuff back. Notre Dame is – Absolutely. They're not going to know what's coming, you know what I mean? All right, so we've talked about this one at multiple times this offseason. Shane's already teased it. He's waiting for it. Week three, <laughs> Georgia at Alabama. This is probably my favorite one on the board here. Crimson Tide favored by four and a half, and I'm already on record. Georgia's going to win that game, so I would take that while you can get it. I'm not, you know, I'm not sure it's going to go down much, depending on who these two play the first two weeks of the season. But I can almost guarantee Alabama's going to be favored in that game. I think you're getting some value if you bet it at Georgia right now. The only thing that worries me about this game, Mike, is the fact that Alabama has already played Southern California. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're looking at the schedule, Georgia starts, I think, with ETSU, if I'm not mistaken. No, uh, Virginia. That, yeah, uh, oh, Virginia? Well, same thing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Do they really? Yeah, so that's, oh, man, I, that's their okay. home opener, and then they play. You have the spread on that one? No, they didn't get Surely they, didn't, they got some, They didn't huh? list it here. But ETSU okay. is uh, Georgia's second game. So, I mean, they'll get, okay. a, they'll get a cupcake coming into this one. Oh, well, now that changes the thing. I, I forgot about the Virginia. Yeah, I've done joked about their seven-foot linebackers, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's good. Okay, that changes things, you know, because I was worried about I was worried about Alabama having a head start, you know, playing a big marquee game because it is. Let's face it, there's going to be a lot more people watching Alabama Southern Cal than they're going to be watching uh, Virginia and Georgia. But, you know, there's a lot of people – circling this year for Kirby Smart, you know, this is the season that that he takes that step forward. A lot of people are curious what this Newman offense is going to look like. So, I don't know, man. This this could be uh this could be a pick 'em by the time they play. Yeah, Georgia's defense should be so damn good, Jane. I mean, Alabama going to face we already we already mentioned this, USC in the opener, then Georgia State week 2. You know, I think there's a possibility you get an overinflated sense of what your offense is in those two matchups. Yeah. Then you go up against Georgia, you can't score. So, I mean, that could be an issue too for Alabama. Mm -hmm. All right, Shane, how about this? We're jumping down to week six of the schedule, and we've got some barn burners here. This is uh, probably the second best weekend here on the slate. LSU at Florida, the Gators mm. favored at home by two points. Man, this and this was such a – classic game i know lsu ended up winning by two touchdowns last year but i mean a play here or there and that was mm -hmm. i mean a very very tight contest in baton rouge thoughts on the gators being a two-point favorite right now over at lsu at home i mean a lot of people you know when you're thinking about rivalries you know you think late in the season alabama auburn and you know Ole miss mississippi state you know but this one right here has turned out to be one of my favorites you know these guys play each other every year i hope they're still scheduling homecoming during this thing you know just to add a little extra to it mm -hmm. but it's always a close game man and that's what i mean you talk about kicking the season off don't get me wrong a lot of people got georgia and alabama as their game and i'm one of them but i'm telling you what determines the east and west may be made on week six mm -hmm. now one other Really good game here, and th this is going to be kind of a twist, Shane, because these teams 
typically used to playing in November. The SEC catered to these two schools. They've flipped the schedule, so it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. Auburn at Georgia, same weekend. Georgia favored at home by three and a half points over their rival from the West. Thoughts on that one? Mm. Three, just three? Three and a half. Yeah, no, I, yeah I, I say that's about right. You know, again, I think it really, I think it matters on, you know, I don't know. Man, I'll tell so you what, I, I yeah. here's how I could see this playing out, though. Imagine, so most people outside of Georgia and outside of us, they're going to have Georgia losing to Alabama, right? Right. If Georgia goes into Alabama and beats the Crimson Tide, they're going to be a 10-point favorite in this game. Yeah. So that's the way I look at these early lines. Right now you can get it at three and a half, or you can wait. You can be a dummy. And you can wait till that mm-hmm. thing get up to Georgia favored by 10 or 14 or what have you. Probably won't get that high. But I'm thinking 9 to 10, especially if they win in impressive fashion there. So I look, I see a lot of value in that one right there. We play devil's advocate here because, you know, I'm not I'm not sold just yet that Georgia can beat Alabama. Okay. All right. Let's say, for instance, Alabama wins that game. Mm-hmm. Georgia's down. Okay, they're upset. They still, you know, they still control their own destiny. We're going to hear, we'd hear all that. Mm-hmm. But if Auburn were to beat Georgia by, what is this, week six? Right. And Georgia's sitting there with two losses. I mean, are, is there a chance that we may see Kirby lose his job next year? And I, I again, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying because a lot of people think this is it, man. This we're coming to the peak. This is the year that Georgia has the opportunity to win a national championship. And if we're at the end of week six with two losses, mm-hmm. I mean, is there a chance Kirby loses his job next year? Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's going to happen either, but. I mean, just the expectation, Shane, that's where we're at. And the only way I could see that happening, and again, not saying this is going to happen, but Jamie Newman, complete bust, offensive coordinator. You know, Mm -hmm. we've seen it time and time. Again, every time a team switches coordinators, it's the best. Man, this is going to revolutionize. You know, this is going to be the game changer. But a lot of times it don't work. You know what I mean? So if that happened, we're down at Georgia, I could see that scenario playing out and yeah, that's why I've got Kirby on a moderate, uh, you know, hot seat right now. Because if this thing turns on his ass, I think his mm-hmm. I think his window may be gone. Man, could you imagine? Now, if they win at all, I mean, you got crowned them, right? If they beat, if they come out and beat Bama and Auburn, I mean, and, and Florida loses one of those games, I mean, are we crowning? I mean, it, it could go either way. Like I said, it's way too early. But I was just. I mean that's that's a tough draw, man. I, I think I think a lot of people are going to be sleeping on Auburn next year, mm-hmm. um, and and I, I I I don't know. I just anything can happen. You know how it is. It's college football. Now how about this one? So next the following weekend, Shane, week seven, Texas A and M at Auburn. Auburn mm-hmm. whipped their ass last year, but this going to be a different year, obviously. Auburn favored mm-hmm. by three and a half. Only three and a half. Texas A&M is probably going to be undefeated in this ball game. Auburn's coming mm-hmm. off a trip to Georgia. I don't know thoughts on that one. I I like I like the a I like the over on that one for A&M and and kind of the same thing we were talking about with Georgia. Mm-hmm. I think honestly, at this moment Auburn loses to Georgia, and I think that carries over 
And, you know, I think Texas A&M is one of those teams that's going to get hot, man. They're going to get hot right there toward the end when they got to play Alabama and LSU. So, um, you know, how can I say they're going to be uh, making a run in the West if I don't expect them to win this game? And uh, that's that's I guess that's what I'm going to go with right now mm-hmm. here on March 17th. <laughs> Happy St. Patty's Day, by the way. <laughs> All right, jumping to week nine, Shane. This is the game, or excuse me, the weekend I was talking about. Check out these two games we got. Alabama at LSU. The Tigers favored by one. And then that very same day, Shane, Georgia and Florida play in Jacksonville. Georgia Mm. favored by two. It's going to be a hell of a weekend. So thoughts on those, Shane, Alabama at LSU. LSU favored by one. And then Georgia favored by two over Florida in the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Man, I'm sending out an email right now to all my friends and family, letting them know they better not plan any weddings that weekend. Because I'm not leaving the house, baby. (laughs) I love it, man. I love these close games. I mean, these you think about what we had last year, dude. You know, they both were great games, you know. Uh, I think think Florida wished they had that one back and could have made a couple different decisions, but – I, I don't know. Going into this season, I think those, man, those are going to be fantastic ball games. It may be a pick by the time we get there. Mm-hmm. All right, next to last weekend we got here, Shane, Week 12, Texas A&M at Auburn. Or, excuse me, Texas A&M at Alabama. Alabama favored by nine and a half points. Ooh. You think Alabama, I mean, they've been whipping Texas A&M. Is this a year that yeah. uh, Jimbo finally makes it close mm, it's out it's at alabama ain't it yes sir yeah uh not i don't know i don't know nine nine's one of those weird numbers you know i always like to take the under when i hear that mm-hmm. i'll say alabama can't win this thing but like i said i think this is the year that a&m gets it right and i think by the end of the seasons when they're humming so i'm going to take the under on this one man yeah in texas a&m i keep saying it i mean their final two at alabama at home for LSU. They could be undefeated going into this one. And I wonder, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's, you know, obviously if you're rolling like that, you got a ton of momentum, but I wonder how much that motivates Alabama to knock them off. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's going to be a lot of factors there. Nine and a half seems a bit high, but again, we're talking about Alabama. They lose about an average of half a game the last <laughs> 10 years. So that, that may be right. And then uh, the other Week 12 game here, Shane. This is another kind of casualty, if you want to call it that, of Auburn and Georgia getting moved up. So this game has moved down. LSU at Auburn, and that's a pick em right now. And that's one of my favorite SEC West games. I'm kind of sad, actually, to see it here at the tail end of the schedule. But Tiger mm-hmm. Battle, what do you think about this one, Shane? Pick em right now, and the game's at Auburn. Oh, I like it. Well, I mean, if you think about it, LSU's toughest match last year was Auburn. So, and mm-hmm. the fact that it's going to be held down there, you know, I mean, miracles happen every year down in that stadium. So, uh, I'm not, I'm not ruling that one out by no means. I, I think that's going to be a great game. I, hell, it wouldn't surprise me if Auburn wins. Mm-hmm. All right, final weekend here, Shane. Rivalry weekend, LSU at Texas A&M. We've already got Coach O. Talking trash here in mid-March. LSU favored by one on the road at Texas A&M. Thoughts on that line? Man, that's so far out, man. 
Can you so you can bet on this game these games right now? Yes, sir. Dude, I'm telling you, if you're if you're in this situation here, if you know in the bottom of your gut that LSU is back, like I think that they're not going to take a, as big of a step back, mm-hmm. then this is the time you want to gamble because if it's true, if what you're thinking comes in fruition, when we get close to this game, it's going to be a two, three, you know, touchdown deal. Right. But if A and M's making the run, if you truly believe that A and M's going to have all their pieces coming together, then this is the time you want to bet on the on the Aggies. So, um, I, you know, I I I love LSU. Don't get me wrong. I <laughs> I, I follow them all season long, but I I am hanging my. I mean, I'm I'm all in on the on the A and M. I I just think that this is the year that they make some noise and and I think I told you that they're going to they're going to steal one of these games between Alabama and LSU mm-hmm. and at this moment I think it's going to be LSU. Mm-hmm. So, right. I'm I'm going in on them. We got the Iron Bowl too, Shane Auburn at Alabama. Alabama favored at home by a touchdown, 7 points here. That seems about right, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a good revenge score right there. So I think that's a good spot for it. <laughs> My final game on the docket here, Shane. Kentucky at Louisville, the rivalry game here. Wildcats favored, but only by a, a point and a half. Hmm, I'm, I'm thinking if I'm big blue, I'm betting this one up while I can. I mean, they're probably going to have about five. They're going to be good, but I, I, I haven't done any research on Louisville. All right, Mike? I have no idea what they have on that roster. But I'm telling you right now, it ain't good enough. <laughs> I'm going all the money I can on the Big Blue Nation here because they're going to kick their ass. <laughs> all right, Shane, so that's all I got on this one. But we do have one mailbag question that I thought you'd appreciate. Mm, okay. Listen up, it's time for mail call. Don't have to answer that question. I'll answer it. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? My turn. What do you got? Okay, here we go. What color is a fire truck? Oh, oh God, I always get these. Um, okay, uh, all right, fire truck. Fire truck, fire truck, fire truck. What color are those red fire trucks? All right, so I want to give this guy a shout-out here. He sent this uh, via Twitter DM. His name is uh, John Wilgus, and he is a South Carolina fan. Shane, big fan of the pod here. And it's a pretty damn long one here, so i got to skim it here a little bit. But basically he said there was a rumor going around that South Carolina and Purdue were going to play an open scrimmage in the spring. And, of course, he found out that was uh, not true but he just wanted to get our thoughts on why we don't have these. You know, uh, wouldn't it be nice to see an SEC team maybe play like a Sun Belt team or an FCS team, kind of as like a preseason game? Uh, he says, I think the fans would love it, and it would be a lot more interesting than just a typical spring game. Uh, he, he also sees the benefits for you know both teams for doing such a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, Shane, and uh, I think we can kind of rope that into the coronavirus <laughs> stuff we're living through. I mean, I'm kind of wondering, you know, nobody has these answers, but how this is all going to play out. Obviously, there's not going to be a spring, but can they really just have a training camp? I mean, maybe they can, but 
maybe yeah. they would benefit, and I'm talking SEC specifically here, with uh, maybe, you know, in the, either leading up to the season or in the middle of training camp or something, just having some kind of scrimmage or, or something against an FCS opponent. And uh, I don't know, just to get some, uh, particularly some younger players, some experience before they go out there for the regular season. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, you know, a couple of things here. I, I like the idea of scrimmaging um, a smaller division school, okay? If you remember a few years back, um, I think it was Dooley. Remember he took all the players up one summer mm-hmm. when fall when fall camp started? They went up to a different school. I can't remember the name of it. I'm sorry, but um, they went up there. They practiced at the their facilities and stuff like that, and they were just away from all the outside noise. You know, you see a lot of like the NFL does this. You know, when the Steelers, I think it's uh, uh, West Virginia, they go to. Right. You know, if I'm not mistaken, I like the idea. I wish that it, this would be pretty cool if a university could take their their whole team, their bus, leave their facilities, you know, and go to another one and uh, just kind of get away. Like I said, from the outside noise, they can just focus on fundamentals and stuff, but they could have not live action, but they could have, you know, you know, a, a live scrimmage with an opposing team. So, you know, your ones won't be going against your twos. Your ones will be going against their ones. Your two, your, you know, so I just, right. I, I think there is some added benefit for that. And I'm kind of surprised they don't do it, you know, especially these big universities. I know, you're looking at logistics, and I'm sure there's a lot of money involved if they decided to do something like that. But I don't know. I think it would be kind of a cool experience for these kids to try different areas. Now, back to spring. It, you know, spring's not like it used to be, Mike. You know, when mm-hmm. like when when my fat ass showed up to spring in high school, you know, <laughs> it was a reminder that I need to get in shape, you know. <laughs> It's not it's not like that at the collegiate level. These high schoolers are already I mean they already have the workouts. They already I mean they're already getting in shape when they come in there. Um so it's not I don't think it's like it used to be. It's more of a let's find our competitive depth. Yes, maybe there's a couple of ones we're trying to decide who start or we're implementing some new systems, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh I think that's what it is. So does it does it stink that they're missing that? Absolutely, but guess what, man? How many injuries did we hear? You know? I right. mean I mean, last year we had so many injuries just in the spring. So I kind of like, I I mean, it hurts not seeing a spring game, not being able to go to a orange and white game or, you know, uh, um, you know, I, it's just, I don't know. It's fun. Cause you can take your kids, you, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, the, the whole experience, but um, man, this is a great question. I know I'm kind of rambling, but yeah, it's just, I, I think we've been thinking about spring game, spring practice wrong anyway, in my opinion. Yeah, and I mean, just to kind of get, I see what John's saying this, and he actually sent me this, you know, before everything got canceled and everything. So, but, you know, on a typical spring, I could see, you know, it would be a lot more interesting, that's for sure, if you had an SEC team. I mean, who wouldn't want to see right now Jamie Newman take the field against, you know, some kind of Sunbelt team or what have you, you know what I mean? and. You know, I, I would think there would have to be regulations again, it, I guess, because you don't want damn Georgia winning 80 to zero or I mean, what right. would be the point of it? But, you know, maybe, you know, your starters could only be in for a half or, or something. But I just think it, it would add a lot of, 
make the spring games a little bit more competitive, a lot more fun. I think you'd actually get more fans to come out to them too. I mean, I don't know if yeah. that's really a big issue for the SEC schools or not, but they've already got so many fans that show up typically. But, you know, anything that adds to it, makes it a little bit more interesting and piques my interest, I would be in favor of. But, you know, mm-hmm. for the time being, I just – I don't see them doing it. But I it would – you know, I wouldn't be stunned if we see some, some kind of – inner squad scrimmages leading up to this season just because of a lot of these coaches I bet don't have they have no idea what they got now because we don't have a spring yeah. you know what uh yeah I wonder I mean did did I see I don't know what I mean I know that everybody's going on lockdown the schools are shut mm-hmm. down and everything but I mean have these kids gone home I mean is that part of the deal or um, you know, I, I don't know if it's supervised, like maybe they can do individual workouts as long as they're not in close proximity to each other. No, my understanding I, I is all these kids have been sent home. Okay. All right, man. Well, campuses are shut down. Maybe, maybe they can start fall camp a, a little sooner. You know, I don't know. I, I, I can't imagine. I don't know. There's going to be a lot of questions coming out about this, especially in Hoover. No, not Hoover. They're in Atlanta this year. Right. Right. So I'm sure we'll get some answers a little closer, but you know we're in uncharted territory, man. You know uh, they were talking about the St. Patty's Day parade up there in New York. You know it's like they've had it every year, even in, during World War II. <laughs> you know it's like, but it's shut down because of coronavirus. So this is, you know, this is something that's never happened before, and I still, I you know, a lot of these people didn't have policies in place for it, and. Uh, so I, I'm sure we're going to keep hearing news. And as soon as we hear it, we'll, we'll definitely pass it on to you guys. Absolutely, Shane. Well, that's all I got on this one. So I think that's going to wrap it up. And like I said, we're, as soon as we get news, <laughs> we've got some creative ideas. You know, I, I even released a little interesting over and unders. We could kind of tackle that on the next one. But I think that's all I got. We're going to just keep, you know, like I said, we're not going anywhere. We're going to keep giving you guys some content. My man Shane over there is, uh, you know, I think he's about to probably hit the sack as soon as we're done here, but he showed up to give you guys some content, so appreciate him doing that. But uh, anything else, Shane, before we hop off here? No. Um, at, remember, at the end of the week, we'll read our reviews, and uh, uh, if you give us a five-star heart rating there on iTunes, uh, Mike will be sure to Lysol down you one of these uh, koozies and send them out to your house, you know. Just let it sit outside for about 14 days before you put your cold beer in it. But uh, <laughs> but other than that, man, uh, I appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Uh, the mailbag questions are awesome, man. Keep them coming. Uh, you can do that a couple different ways. One on our Reddit page, obviously on our Twitter page, uh, and uh, Gmail. Um, and you could do that. All of it's that SEC podcast. So, Mike, that's all I got, brother. All right, Shane. Well, thanks for hopping on with me. Thanks, everyone, tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go Vols.